Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to do what we've been doing in this series, which we're learning the Lord's Prayer. If you don't know the Lord's Prayer off by heart, my challenge to us as a church, let's memorize it, let's know it um, for a lot of different reasons, which we're unpacking in this series. But I'd love it if we could take this card, and if you don't have the card in front of you, then um, it'll be on the wall behind me. But we're all going to say this prayer together, okay? Um, And I just think it's kind of cool, group project, a little bit old school, but hey, sometimes they're just tried and true things that work, right? So why don't you grab this card? We're all going to say this together, big, loud, and voice online as well. I want you to be a part of this too, but we're all going to say this together, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Good job. Nice, nice job. Well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. Give someone next to you a fist bump. Tell them they sound awesome. Tell them they could do better next week. A little louder, perhaps, whatever the case may be. But we're learning the Lord's Prayer. And I'm excited about it because really Jesus has given us everything to pray about inside the Lord's Prayer. When you unpack it, when you you look at it, when you study it, you realise everything is in there. And so I've challenged our church to take this and to learn the prayer, memorise it. But this week, what I'd love for you to do or start to consider is kind of challenge number two of this series is this. How could you take your prayer life a little bit further forward? Just a little bit further forward. Maybe you're in here today and you're like, man, I might pray for a few minutes a day. Well, why don't you just, let's believe together through the power of the Holy Spirit for that to become 10, 15 minutes a day. Um, Maybe there's some of you in here and you're like, yeah, I pray like 20, 30, 40 minutes a day, maybe an hour a day. Why don't you take that further? Whatever it looks like, let's all together take our prayer life a little bit further. Let God stretch and enlarge and grow um, our prayer life. And so the title of the message this morning, part three is this, Set Free to set free. Set free to set free. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Holy Spirit, we need you. Thank you for everything you're doing in our life, Father. And God, we just pray for this series that you would just illuminate the Scriptures in a whole new way. Show us new things. Help us to see glimpses of your glory in a whole new way. Father, I thank you that through Jesus, we've been given the roadmap of prayer in our own lives. So God, I just thank you for what you're doing through this series. Speak life into your people through your word today. Father, we thank you for colonial kids. Lord, thank you that you're building them up and you're growing them. Thank you that every single child in there is a future in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Amen. Set free to set free. I'm excited about this series for lots of different reasons. I love the Lord's Prayer. I love it because Jesus is the one who told us to do it. Jesus is the one who shows us what it's all about. But it says this, it says, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. So inside the Lord's Prayer is everything we need to pray for. There's provision, there's connection, 
So the first part of the series was all about connecting to our Father who is in heaven. And the power of that revelation, I believe, can be an absolute game changer for a believer. That you, are, you can connect with your heavenly Father who is in heaven and is perfect in every single way. See, this prayer is a prayer of connection. And then last week, I just love the way Chris Awesome communicates the Word of God. And I love that message about provision. Give us this day our daily bread and this is why we don't need leftovers. I love that message. But it's all about the daily provision of God, how God always shows up on time at the right pace to provide for us. Give us this day our daily bread. It's a daily prayer. But the big picture thought with this series is everything is there that we need. So we started off with connection, then provision. But today, I wanna talk about forgiveness. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. So it's also a prayer of forgiveness. Forgiveness, a prayer of being forgiven, but also forgiving others. A prayer of understanding all over again on a daily basis, ah, I'm set free but I'm set free to set others free as well. I love that in, in the, the, the several different translations, there's three different words that are used here for debt. There's obviously debt, there's trespasses, and there's also sin. So those three words are interchangeable. But as it's understanding, I believe it's actually pretty awesome. In our day and age, I believe as a society, we understand when it says, forgive us our debts, we understand that because a lot of us are in debt. A lot of us struggle with debt. A lot of us have encountered debt and I remember the first year of our marriage, Jill and I, we'd had a pretty good year. At the end of the year, I looked at our credit card statement one time and I was like, man, we are in some debt. <laughs> it had been a good year, but we had to do something about it. We had to set up a plan, stewardship plan, pay off that debt. And I'll never forget getting to the end of that stewardship plan and road to getting rid of that debt. I'll never forget how good it felt being released from that debt. And that's just a natural example. But can I just encourage you, the reason that Jesus has put this in this prayer is so that we on a daily basis, come on, would remember all over again how good God is and the fact we have been released from the debt of sin and the weight of our past. We've been set free. We've been released because of Jesus, forgiven of our debts. The two verses that come after the Lord's Prayer are about this very thing when it comes to being released, but also releasing others. Let me show it to you. It's verse 14, Matthew 6. So he's just, he's just laid out the Lord's Prayer. And at the end, it talks about forgiveness. And it says this, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, in other words, the things that people do to it, the wrongs that come your way, the, the mistakes that people make against you that affect you in a negative way. If you do not forget other trespass, others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. If you don't release, if you don't set free other people, it says your heavenly Father will not set you free, will not release you, will not... Forgive your trespasses. And Jesus, he pressed this point again later in Matthew's gospel. It's in Matthew 18. He tells a story of the unforgiving servant, but it starts off with Peter asking a question to Jesus. And it's one of those questions, I think, 
You know, if I was just to take, take a moment, you know, outside of my notes and just think about Peter for a moment, he had a pretty cavalier attitude sometimes to certain things. I think Peter was sort of trying to like, you know, one-up himself versus the other disciples and just sort of, you know, get a little closer to Jesus and maybe play the intellectual game. So he asked Jesus this question. He says, he came up to him, he said, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Peter's asking this question and Jesus takes this moment to teach and he says this, I do not say to you seven times, speaking about unforgiveness, forgiving others, he says, but 77 times. Jesus then tells a story about a servant that owed a master so much money. In fact, the amount of money in the unforgiving servant in today's terms would be about $52 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to make just so you can pay someone back. <laughs> Think about it for a second. That's a whole lot of money to make before you can pay someone back. He owes his master $52 million. And he's about to be held accountable for that debt. It's, all, it's about to come home to roost for that guy. And he pleads and he says, no, please, please, please. He pleads with the master. And the master forgives the debt and he's released. He's released from owing $52 million. I don't know about that. That'd feel pretty good. I'd feel pretty good too. So the story goes on and he leaves. And obviously I'm just paraphrasing here, but that servant that's been released of that huge debt that he could not ever repay, which is the whole point of it being that much, says he goes off and he finds a fellow servant who owed him 44 bucks and he, he makes him pay the debt, doesn't release him from the debt. Look at the way Jesus handles this because Jesus is making a point here. Verse 32 says, Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, calls him back in, says, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant, look at these words, as I had mercy on you. And in his anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. Other translation says, turned over to the torturers. So your heavenly father will do to every one of you. And here's the key, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So point number one this morning, talking about the forgiveness of the Lord's Prayer. This is what we've got to understand. Number one, come on, write this down. I pray the Lord's Prayer because I am released. I pray to God. I pray this prayer because I am released. Why pray? Because you're released. Let me say it this way. You're released to pray. You're released from the heavy weight of debt that you could not pay to now be in a relationship with God to pray to your heavenly Father. I believe one of the main reasons that Jesus told us to pray and ask for forgiveness is because He doesn't want us to forget it. He doesn't want us to forget it. That's why this is a daily prayer. This is why this is a daily reminder of release, forgiveness, that we've been released. Let me show you a few verses about Release in the New Testament, Romans 6 and verse 22, Paul says, but now you have been set free, released, let go from sin and have become slaves of God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end. Oh, come on, Sunday morning, eternal life. 
Ephesians 1 and verse 7, in Him we have redemption through His blood. Look at this, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. The magnitude of our release is what frames our world as believers. The sheer magnitude of the release, the forgiveness of sins, that's what frames our world as believers. And Jesus has implanted this, embedded into the Lord's Prayer so we would never forget it. It would never be forgotten from our lives. Every single day we operate out of our forgiveness from God. I'd love it if you could write this down. It's a simple thought, but it's a game changer. Every day in Jesus, I wake up released. Every time you wake up in Christ Jesus, every new day you open your eyes, you open your eyes to a day of being released for that day and for all of eternity because of Jesus Christ. This is the prayer of forgiveness. This is the prayer of understanding that we're forgiven people. You know, we're in this, this season right now with our, kid, with our kids, Jill and I, where we're moving, we're graduating, I feel like, from the training stage to the teaching stage. We need your prayers. We need revival prayers <laughs> as we teach our kids. I think our youngest, Charlie, is still in the training phase, but it's, this is a new journey for us, but I'm telling you right now, I love teaching my kids and, and doing everything I can to bring the parallel back to spiritually, you know, where things are at. And even though they might have done something that's seemingly nothing, we're, we're trying every, every, every chance we get to teach grace. And, but I'm using everything I can as an example of God's forgiveness in my own kids' lives. And I want my children to hear me say to them, I forgive you. I want them to hear the words coming out of my mouth and from my heart to them as they maybe have done something wrong to coming around to a place of me saying to them, I forgive you because I want my kids to grow up understanding that they have a heavenly Father who forgives them, who loves them, that they are forgiven people. How, how funny is it in life we start walking along and we're like, oh, you know what? I did do a few, a few things wrong. I'm kind of, you know, hard on myself. And oh, that person did that to me. And all of a sudden, it's just like we walk around, we're not forgiven people anymore. But that's not the truth. God wants us to live as forgiven people, understanding that we're released in Jesus' name. Every day I wake up released because of what Jesus has done. That's why I pray. And that's why we pray. Because I had a debt to God, my sinful nature, my humanity, my separated standing. Corinthians says, says that I was separated from the commonwealth of Israel, separated from the promises of God. There was a divided wall of hostility between me and God. That's where I was. But because of Jesus, I now am on the other side of that. There is no wall anymore. There is no, nothing in between me and God. I am released from that debt and in relationship with Him. But we live in a society today where for some reason we don't talk about sin anymore. We don't talk about this anymore. And for some reason now it's just like, if we're not careful, we don't call sin what sin is, then we don't need forgiveness. And if we don't have an understanding that I, I was wrong, I was not right, I was wrong, I am wrong without Jesus, then what do I need forgiveness from? This is the power of the gospel today and every single day. It's counterculture because no one's wrong anymore. Everyone is right. Even if they're wrong, they're still right, according to them. I see a lot of searching for answers out there in the world, but I don't see a whole lot of humility when it comes to sin. 
Oscar Wilde said, the only difference between the saint and sinner is that every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Can I get an amen from any saints in the room? Sin is sin and forgiveness is required. We need to be forgiven of our sins to walk into a relationship with God. I'm sorry if that makes you feel bad. Can I just encourage you? I don't care about your feelings. This is what the Word of God says. I don't, that doesn't feel good to me. I don't like it. When you, I, don't feel like, I don't feel like my path is the wrong path. Why are you calling it that? Because that's what it is. There are people walking around today and they're like, oh, that's my path and you know, this is my journey and this is how I feel and I'm gonna go this way because this is how I feel. Can I just encourage you? That's the worst way to live your life. You wanna live your life according to the Word of God. That's the only sure thing there is. If it's not sin, then we don't need forgiveness. But I pray because I wake up every day realising I'm forgiven. You know, forgiven people, what do they do? They forgive people. Point number two, I pray because I'm commanded to release others. Set free to set free. Why are you set free? Because God loves you. Because he has a purpose for your life. Because he desires to be in relationship with you. Because grace is, is intended to be your portion. Because the Holy Spirit is supposed to come in and fill your life and help you to fulfill your calling. But you, you are set free to set others free as well. But I would take it a step further and say that we're actually commanded to set people free. We're commanded to release others in our world. I actually am showing forgiveness so I can show forgiveness. That's the nature of God's forgiveness. I believe the reason that forgiveness is embedded in the Lord's prayer is because it's supposed to be embedded in us. I believe that the reason Jesus is adamant that this has to be in here in a daily thing is because it needs to be reflected in the very nature of who we are. Matthew 18 and verse 22, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Why 70 times seven? Why is that? If you ever wondered, you're just like, well, I mean, that seems like a lot. I can't do the math. That just seems like a lot. There's a reason that Jesus did that is because biblically speaking, Seven is obviously a complete number, but 70 times seven is a comprehensive number. It's all encompassing. There's no way of getting around it. 70 times seven, you can't get your way out of that because the law was everything about what I had to do. But grace is what I get to do. 70 times seven. Perhaps that by the time that someone had forgiven for the 70 times seventh time, forgiveness would have become second nature to him, which is why Jesus said that that you would just have to forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive so much that by the time you get to that point, 70 times seven, you've done so much forgiving. It's just part of who you are. You can't go back to the way you were. That's 70 times seven. It's comprehensive. But we're called as believers for not this not just not to be a patchy part of our Christian walk. It's supposed to be just flowing out of us, this sense of forgiveness. And can I just encourage you, if you have a hard time forgiving people or it takes you a long time to forgive people, can I encourage you, you don't understand forgiveness yet that comes from God. Because forgiven people release others into freedom. 
The New Testament is filled with the commandment of forgiveness toward others. Colossians 3 and verse 13 says, bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, look at this, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. It doesn't say, hey, so if you feel like you've got enough grace in the moment, then yeah, just let them off. It doesn't say, hey, if you know, you've been reading your Bible that day and you know you had a good moment in prayer, you got a little bit of the you know, wind in your spirit, just, just let them off. It doesn't say, hey, if there's a bit of money in the bank account and you're feeling larger than life, then yeah, let's go, like, go and you know, let that person go. No, it says something completely different. It says, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also, this is the word that gets me, must. I believe there's certain things in Scripture you look at, man, this is so clear, it's crystal. I pray because I'm commanded, not invited to, not requested of, commanded to forgive others. Ephesians 4 and verse 32, look at what it says. It says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. There it is. Forgiveness is embedded in who we are as believers. I once had a pastor tell me, I was asking him for some advice. They built, they built a great church um, in Australia. And, uh, you know, I was just talking to him about Colonial, how excited I was about the future of our church and just excited to see God move and for it to grow and all this sort of stuff. And I was just like, hey, man, have you got any advice for me, you know, as we start off? And I thought he'd be like, hey, you know, follow this theologian or this would be a great, you know, program for you to put into your church or this would be a good way to structure your team, all this. I was thinking about all those things and he just goes, this is what he said to me, he goes, just forgive people quickly. And I just was like, I questioned him. I was just like, what does that mean? <laughs> forgive people quickly? I was like, dude, I need, I need strategies for growth. You know, I need like, give me the roadmap to success. Give me the seven keys to being a great pastor. Like, give me the book. He said this, he said, just forgive people quickly. He said, as quickly as you possibly can, if someone wrongs you, forgive them straight away. He goes, just forgive them straight away. Just let it go. He says, set, yourself, set them free and set yourself free immediately. Because this is what he said would happen is if you don't do this, if you don't live this way, what's gonna happen is you're gonna start off like free and easy, leading the church, everything's good and then something's gonna happen. All of a sudden you start carrying it around and then you go a little bit further and it's just like more weight because someone else has wronged you, you didn't forgive them, you're holding on to a grudge and all of a sudden you can't walk. And he said to him, just forgive people as quickly as you can because I believe we're commanded to live that way, releasing in every single way. And if you have a hard time forgiving, can I just encourage you? The Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit's job description is a helper. And if there's someone in your life that you haven't forgiven yet, if there's something that's maybe you haven't forgiven yourself, can I just encourage you? The Holy Spirit's purpose in your life is to lead you to a place where you can just let stuff go. That's what I love about church is we can come into a place like this in the presence of God and we can ask God to show up. We can ask for a breakthrough and God shows up and does breakthroughs in our lives. We don't have to walk around with limps. We don't have to walk around constantly living with unforgiveness because I believe a moment of unforgiveness can lead to 
bitterness. And bitterness can quickly find its way to resentment. Then all of a sudden a root is taken in our hearts. You know what the enemy loves? He loves people who are bitter and twisted, especially Christians, because it renders them ineffective. You're not able to flow in the way because you want to do something, but you feel limited. You feel like, oh, I can't do it because I'm thinking about that thing. Oh, I just can't believe it. And all of a sudden, it, just, it impacts our faith. It impacts our journey. I believe we are called to say words like, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. I'd love it if we could stand for a moment. I want to do something just here at the end. If you could stand with me. I want to read Hebrews chapter 8 from the message. It speaks about God's forgiveness to us. And as I was preparing this message, I was asking the Lord, what, what do you feel like this needs to look like? How does this need to go? And I feel like very, very clearly, he laid on my heart, forgiveness is something people struggle with whether it's forgiving others or forgiving ourselves. Sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves. Sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves. Let me read it to you, Hebrews 8. It says, But Jesus' priestly work far surpasses what these other priests do, speaking of the old way, since he's working now from a far better plan. If the first plan, the old covenant, had worked out, a second wouldn't have needed. But we know the first was found wanting because God said, Heads up, the days are coming. When I'll set up a new plan for dealing with Israel and Judah, I'll throw out the old plan. I'll set up with their ancestors when I led them by the hand out of Egypt. They didn't keep their part of the bargain, so I looked away and I let it go. This new plan I'm making with Israel isn't going to be written on paper. It isn't going to be chiseled in stone. This time I'm writing out the plan in them, carving it on the lining of their heart. Look at what God says. He says, I'll be their God, speaking of you and me. They'll be my people. They won't go to school to learn about me or buy a book called God in Five Easy Lessons. They'll get to know me firsthand. There it is, connection. The little and the big, the small and the great. They'll get to know me by being kindly forgiven with the slate of their sins forever wiped clean. By coming up with a new plan, a new covenant between God and His people, God put the old plan on the shelf and there it stays, gathering dust. I wanna read this part again. They'll all get to know me firsthand. That's the Father and that's you. The little and the big, the small and the great, God cares about everything in your life from the biggest thing to the smallest thing. And I love this. They'll get to know me by being kindly forgiven with the slate of their sins forever wiped clean. Forgiveness, release, debts being released in Jesus' Name. You know, I love that this is in here because I think one of the biggest things we struggle with is releasing ourselves from our past mistakes. One of the biggest things that a lot of believers struggle with is the old you. And the old you hasn't been released. The old you hasn't been let go of. God's let that person go. God chooses to remember that, that no more. But sometimes what we do is we are so hard on ourselves or maybe we struggle with forgiveness with other people or maybe there's something that you're holding on to today and this is what I really want us to do is I want us to take a moment and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us let go, release those things 
Say, that's it, I'm done holding on to that thing. I'm done holding that grudge. I'm done being bitter towards that person. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Thank you, Jesus, that I can let it go. See, is what I'd like to do. Every head bowed and eyes closed. Online as well, why don't you take this moment to be in prayer with us too? But let me just ask you the same question. And the question is this, is there anyone you need to forgive? Is there anyone you need to let go? Is there anything that happened that you need to say, I'm choosing to remember that no more? I wonder if today could be the day of wholesale forgiveness in your life. Or what about this one? What about you? I believe there are people in here and you haven't actually forgiven yourself for maybe something that you did, maybe a lifestyle you used to lead, maybe a a hurt that maybe you put on someone else. And the truth of the matter is this, you have not forgiven yourself. You can't walk around with that limp anymore. And I believe God is calling us to a place, understanding as forgiven people. We're now called to forgive. We need to understand forgiveness in our hearts in this moment and believe through Jesus Christ that our sins are forgiven and take this moment to now walk free. So when you know what that thing is, it could be anything, it could be a, a situation, a person, something that happened, while no one's looking around, I just wanna pray for you. I just wanna know who I'm praying for. So you just lift up your hand when you know what it is. There's a whole lot of people about to walk out of this place free today. Free from the pain of the past, free from guilt, free from shame, free from wrongdoing, letting people go, including ourselves. Well, Holy Spirit, you see all the hands that are raised. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We can come to You in connection right now. Forgive us of our debts, Lord, but thank You that we can also forgive our debtors. God, we thank You for a spirit of release over the house today through the power of Your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray against any bitterness or resentment taking root in people's hearts, Lord. We're choosing today to forgive our brothers and our sisters from our hearts. So God, I just pray right now for a mighty release in Jesus' Name, for debts to be unloaded and released. Father, for limps to no longer be there, for people to be walking in complete freedom, Lord, having forgiven people, having let go of the past. God, we thank You that the shackles of the past do not have to hold on to us anymore. And we choose today, Lord, to walk in that freedom in Jesus' Name. Come on, let's take a moment, let's sing, let's worship together. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.